but yeah, until I was exercising, I was stagnant. Like I was doing the diet, but not so much the exercise. And the more I exercise, the more amazing I feel, I felt, and it's it's snowball. Yeah, yeah. really, really got to exercise as well, guys. You can't just do the diet. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier and happier life. Here we go again with another episode of happiness, joy, and transformation. I have with me in this episode, Benita. Now, she has started our program because of the generous sponsorship of one of our success stories who remains uh, anonymous, who generously allowed several members of our community to get free help and free uh, entry into our support and program. Now, Benita was a recipient, and today she's going to share with us how much she has achieved in just the few months since she began. She takes prednisone, and she's also on methotrexate. We're going to learn about how those drugs have uh, shifted, if at all, and we're also going to learn about her symptom improvements and the effect that it's had on her family. Uh, She's given me a couple of little snippets of what that looks like, and it's it's really heartwarming. Um, she's also got several tips about things that she does, that she emphasizes, that really helps her in addition to just doing the program that we know. And uh, therefore, it's going to be a great conversation. Benita, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. <laughs> so I've set this up. Uh, you give us this sort of uh, uh, summary now of, of maybe a few months ago and your feeling and how your day looked compared to how your day looks now? Yeah, sure. So back in May, June, July, I was very, very sick. I'd had rheumatoid arthritis for 11 and a half years, and I think I hit rock bottom earlier this year. Uh, Actually, I noticed an association with my third Pfizer vaccination. I would be in a hot bath in the morning trying to warm up my joints and my hands so that I could move for the day, for the morning. Um, I was sleeping 10, 11 hours at night and also feeling very tired and lethargic and needing to have naps during the day. I've got two children uh, at school and they're very active and my husband's been very, very supportive. Um, I was on 10 milligrams of cortisone. I was actually on 15 milligrams of cortisone earlier this year. So I got down to 10, but it was very painful. So the I'd actually come across your program years ago, three years ago. My auntie put it in front of me and I didn't just, I was on the fence for quite a while about it. I, I wasn't quite ready for it maybe. I don't know. Um, I wish I'd started it earlier. But anyway, um, you know, sometimes these things appear back in your life for a good reason and it was the right time. So. I was unable to use my hands very much at all. I had immense swelling in my wrists, so I couldn't even push the car door open. Driving with a steering wheel was painful. I wasn't able to cook or clean or help my husband. Um, He did 
all the kids' lunches, dinners, washing up, everything. I couldn't wipe a bench. Um, I couldn't pull my socks on. I couldn't. My kids helped me get dressed in the morning. Husband put the bra on. It was it was really difficult being cared for. I'm a very active, outgoing person normally. So um, I, I think when this presented again, um, I think I saw an advert again for the Patterson program. I remembered and I had a look and I watched some other people's testimonies and I was right. Yep, this is it. I'm going to do this. I can do this. There's, there's there can't be anything worse than how I feel now. It's but whatever diet, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's it can't be as bad as how I'm feeling. So I jumped into it. I talked to my rheumatologist and he'd been trying to get me on methotrexate again. So I had trialed it a few years ago with the injections, and I found that quite traumatic actually. Um, and I didn't find it worked very well, and I felt like I was sick a lot of the time. But this time. I was focusing back then on all of the side effects when I was on it, whereas this time I was like, I'm going to focus on all of the people out there, all the good stories, all the success stories, and all the people that methotrexate's helped. So I took a different angle on it and I took the tablets because I also learned that it doesn't upset your tummy um, like the prednisone does. And I needed to get on the methotrexate to be able to taper off the cortisone, which is really what's ruined my gut over 10 years on and off of taking it. So the healing journey began and it didn't take long. It didn't, it took me three days. I did the water fasting and um, some salads and juices in the first day, two days. And I was very, very nervous about the caffeine headache because that's been migraine like for the last few times I've tried to quit caffeine and it was nothing. It was a few hours in the afternoon of a light headache. Um, And I think I put that down to or I associate that with um, the being water fasting and not having oils or other things in my diet. So that was a smooth transition. And I just could not believe how I woke up on that third and fourth day alert I'd had seven hours or eight hours sleep I was instantly sharp when I woke up in the morning I had energy my joints the inflammation had reduced uh three quarters three quarters um and yeah I was just so excited to be alive again I was jumping around and doing things and um yeah this was it I was sold I was like there's nothing that (laughs) tastes as good as how I feel right now (laughs) so I was sold with just the first four days yeah absolutely um now um how was the timing on the methotrexate because when you just told that story it sounded like you took the methotrexate and then you started the program at the same time and for people who don't know the details of methotrexate which tends to take four weeks before it actually starts working. Can you just clarify some timings there? Yeah, sure. So I actually started the program right about when I started the methotrexate. Like maybe I started the methotrexate a week later. So it definitely wasn't in my system and it wasn't working yet. So I I also didn't want to start methotrexate to see if the program was working, which was just I tried everything natural under the sun. I've seen so many people spiritual people, naturopathists, um, kinesiologists, um, reflexologists, all different natural, um, you know, herbologists. So I've been trying a natural healing um, for a lot of the the last decade and that's why I was a bit nervous about trying the methotrexate again. But 
I think I actually then wrote you an email and said, look, I'm, I I want to get off the prednisone. And you said, I agree with the rheumatologist. The methotrexate's how to do that. And it doesn't upset the gut like the, the prednisone does. So I, yeah, started the methotrexate. It did take two months for it to kick in for me. It was more like the six, eight-week mark before I started to notice a difference with my inflammation, even though I was on the program, the Patterson program. Um, a reduction again in my inflammation for, from I think the methotrexate and still really struggling to get off. I was on 10 milligrams of cortisone when I started and now I'm on six and a half and I'm really struggling going down. It's half half at a time, once maybe every week or fortnight. So the meth, I, they bumped me up to 25 milligrams of methotrexate about three weeks ago. I hadn't got the effect of that yet, but yeah that my plan is to get rid of all the prednisone and heal my gut and then taper off the methotrexate as much as to as much as i can which is the the strategy that i suggest to people and so it it makes sense and i remember our conversation and and it's something that i find myself repeating over and over again to many people who uh, enter into our coaching platforms and they say, Hey, I'm only on prednisone. And so I just want to get off the prednisone. And I first question I say, Well, what's the dosage? Because if it's over five milligram and they've been on five milligram or more for a long time, then saying, Hey, I'm only on prednisone, it's only, you know, 10 milligram a day. And I just want to get off that. Uh, uh, then that is one giant, giant mountain. So much bigger than I thought. And I think as well, um, because early days, like in the early onset of rheumatoid arthritis, I was able to lower my cortisone. I, my rheumatologist said, if you want babies, have them early. So I, I found out I had rheumatoid arthritis a few weeks before my wedding. And he said, we're going to put you on some hard drugs and you want to have your babies early. So we did that. And I was able to get off the cortisone, I think, a year after my yeah, a year after my diagnosis to be able to get pregnant. So I'd had it out of my system for my first child. Second child, which was almost, yeah, it was two years later, I think, two and a bit years later, I got pregnant again after the birth of my first child and I wasn't able to get below, I was close to five, might have been two and a half to five milligrams while I was pregnant with yes. him. And it, yes. got, it gets harder and harder to get to off. get off it. I know. Yeah. So this is let, let's talk about this because it, it's a something that comes up all the time again with with like coaching clients. So um, people who are in this position, we've got two. Let's let, let's sort of interrupt our our conversation yeah. about you for a moment and talk about strategies of of steroid re- elimination. And I will look at the time here because sometimes I spend 20 minutes doing this and I just want to try and do this in three. Okay, so first of all, uh, if it's your only drug and it's above five milligram and you've been on it for a while, it's almost certain that you're going to have to switch out. Not switch, you're going to need a substitution like the methotrexate and then be able to taper the methotrexate in the future if you do everything that I recommend, okay? Yeah, and that was Um, hard for me to get my head around. Like it took me a while to realize that, but I... 100% 100% agree with that now, having experienced it. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's hard because we think of prednisone as like just basically a stronger painkiller. It's not at all just like a stronger painkiller. It, it, it affects us on so many levels in and all of them in negative ways, except for the way that we focus on when we take it, which is the pain relief. 
And so, you know, it doesn't matter who you talk to, everyone agrees, including the American Guidelines of Rheumatology based in 2021, updated that says steroid use should be the shortest possible time at the lowest possible doses coming from the rheumatologist experts who come up with the guidelines, right? So this is what we're dealing with. So if we're below five milligram, there is a chance that if it's the only drug below five milligram, there's a chance that doing everything inside the Patterson program, not just the diet, but the, all the other aspects to it, then you can also, then you have a chance of maybe coming off the prednisone without too much pain increase so that it's, 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 you sort of get over that pain bump and then try and get the pain down a little further uh, in the subsequent months. So it's possible. It's still hard. I have someone who I'm working with right now, week in, week out on our uh, breakthrough coaching, and she is slowly tapering down her five milligram. She started on five. We're getting at a zero. But if she had started on 10, I would have said, honey, well, you're going to need another drug to help you to, to make this happen. So that's the conversation we had. Let's leave the prednisone strategy stuff there. There's a lot more to it. Potassium intake is crucial. Exercise is crucial. You know, there are some other tips and tricks, but but generally, that's the the first decision point: is will I need another disease modifying drug to help me do this, or can I get away with not doing it? And when you're above five, which you were, we come up with that strategy, which 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 you adopted. So good. Now, those those early changes when you were seeing this, had you felt anything before that had given you this kind of sudden immediate relief to that extent no not at all not to that extent I had when after my son was born my second child I think a few months later six months later I started an anti-candida diet which I found really I was very successful in it and I actually got off all my cortisone drugs for about 10 months until Christmas time (laughs) Then I started to drink and then I started to have, you know, the treats and the sugar snuck back in and then it was over. And once it hit over, I got back onto the, to the cortisone, unfortunately. But that was, that was great, but it didn't, I th- it was earlier on as well. Like I find if you're lucky, if, you're, if you get this early on, like if you get this in the first two or three years that you have your onset of rheumatoid arthritis, you're so much better to recover from it and it's so much easier than you know post that and I I say to anyone if you can start this program within the first two year or two of your onset you will be in such a better position to beat this disease and to have it in remission so do it (laughs) Um, if you can Um, which you can because if I can do it you know I love my food I love my I'm a sugar addict and there's nothing I'm addicted to in this world but sugar. So, um, but I, I found it in the Patterson program. I didn't have sugar cravings. I didn't have, normally I'd have a real hankering for that sweet thing in the evening. It didn't happen. I'd only just realised. Whereas when I did the anti-candida diet, I definitely had, you know, this detoxification and all the toxins are coming out and that candida is saying, give me sugar, <laughs> feed me. Um, but it, yeah, actually, that was really smooth. I only just, um, I only just realised that, as well as the caffeine headache not being my brain. Yeah, it I was, was just about strange. to add that to the caffeine. Yeah, so, so it wasn't. There was no sort of sharp edges. No, 
No, it was just magic overnight. Like fairy godmother had come in my room, sprinkled something on me while I was sleeping, and I woke up not an old bee, not my old self, but a new born person that had all these new possibilities and new dreams and hopes and just the excitement. Just the, it just gave me so much energy, so much so that I actually, uh, like I've been temping in work for years. For three years I've been in temp jobs because I hadn't wanted or been able to commit to an organisation because I felt my health wasn't good enough and I didn't want to let them down. And uh, a month ago, I started a new job. I've got a new job in town and it's amazing. I feel so excited that I'm not just mentally um, able to do this. Uh, I have the energy physically. I can, I can work. I feel like a healthy employee and I'm not going to let them down with my, you know, my sick days or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah that was an added bonus. <laughs> I didn't expect yeah. that to come out of it. There's been so many little golden things out of it. Um, something you mentioned before we hit record is the impact it's had on your family, but we didn't elaborate. Can you tell me, yeah. like, have you, like, what's what's been the impact on sure. your husband? Yeah. yeah. So my husband's very supportive and um, loves me no matter what. He married me knowing I had rheumatoid arthritis a week before our wedding. Still, still married me. Um, but. I, it was a simple thing. I think it was on day four of the program and I just opened the bin, grabbed the rubbish out and ran it down to the outside bin. I ran back up the stairs and put the liner in and he just stood there looking at me and just started sobbing and he was so happy that I was back and that I was doing things that not just that I could do but things that I weren't even my job because I had the energy to help out more than what I used to help with and I think I think it all came crashing down to him and he realized how well what the weight he was carrying caring for me I you know having someone care for you hits you pretty hard like when you when you're in that state and you're dependent on others it's I don't know it got me down mentally quite a bit as well you know I got depressed um, and him just seeing me back with with my my happiness my energy and being able to help out around the house again and it didn't all fall on him, he was just so touched and so supportive, so happy that um, I was able to do this program. So, yeah, it yeah. really impacts it. And the kids, I'm playing with them again. I can get down on my knees, my hands and knees, and play Lego with my little son, you know, and he is ecstatic. He's, he, he, came up, he came up with games when I was unwell that I could play on my bed, like let's play sleeping kittens and you just lie there, mum, and be the mummy cat because that's all I could do. So he had all these little games around me being in bed and now we get to go out, we kick the ball, we I take them to the park and they can go on their scooters and it's just like, you know, they've got a different mum, which is how it should be, you know, it should be like this. So, yeah, it's given me back my motherhood, my my partnership, my, yeah, so many things. I can work again, be a better wife of, you know, be, you know, not a better wife, that sounds bad. <laughs> you know, I can I can be supportive again in the home. Um, so, yeah, it's just absolutely transformed, absolutely transformed my life in such a short amount of time. Like I'm, I've only been on the program two and a half months. So going strong. <laughs> No doubt about it. And uh, 
Wow. Okay. That that's that's tremendous. So let's talk about um some some uh tips and things. Um and and uh we can also talk about your risks because I always like sort of troubleshooting on these calls where time permits. So we can talk about some things you can do for your risks. We can talk about your plan to get off the rest of that steroid. And I want to talk about um any other sort of things that you're doing of which we've already, we have, there's a few things you mentioned to me that we can talk about um, shortly as well that you're doing. In, and and then I'll all, uh, in addition to the program, and then I also want to talk about some things, the aspects of the program that you think are most crucial. So why don't we first of all, just troubleshoot your wrist for a little bit. So you've had wrist pain for, would you say most of those 11 and a half years? No, no, it started in my feet. It was acute in my feet. I felt like I had broken my toes. Um, I had x-rays. All of that it was very sudden onset. One one evening, in fact, I big night, exhibition opening for my husband. He's an artist. Sell out show, sold all the paintings and then got home, took the high heels off and bam. I was like, oh, no, I think I've broken my toe. It's so painful to walk on. So it was that acute. Anyway, um, over time, it mainly was in my feet, um, in my hands, my fingers a little bit, uh, and the base of my fingers. But the wrists only just started maybe eight months ago. It just started a year. Um, I'd started surfing. I used to live in Melbourne, and I moved up to a warmer climate in Northern Rivers, so I'm in Mwilumba, and I started surfing, which I was I loved, and, and I haven't been able to do that for a year because my wrists have been, I can't push myself up on them. Um, and I don't, I don't understand how it works, but it, my pain has moved through my body. Um, I, I haven't, my knee, at, at the bad points, it's all the main joints, the knees, the elbows, the shoulders. Um, three months ago, I couldn't lift my arms up like this. It was almost like bursitis. Or they weren't sure what it was or the rotator cuff. Um, I couldn't lift my arms up. Um, driving, I, I couldn't dress myself properly. And the Patterson program helped. And meant, like within a week, I went back to my physio and she, she'd given me a plan. She's like, maybe in four months, you'll have 80% movement back. You'll be able to lift them. And she, I was doing her exercises. But after a week of being on your program, I went in there and I was like standing there like this. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, look, look, my hands. <laughs> she could not believe it. She's like, okay, the what? What are you on? The, the pattern? Okay. So, you know, I'm spreading the word for any of their other clients that might. That's so funny. That, that is, yeah, she was so just funny. Yeah. She couldn't believe it. And neither could I. I was so, so proud of myself <laughs> to be able to lift my arms up. So yeah, yeah. Well, wrist, when, in, yeah, still, when inflammation is is the main sort of cause, then it's hard for the physios to, you know, when it's when it's autoimmune and it's inflammation driven restriction, very hard to, you know, to, um, yeah, work that down just through physical therapy. Uh, uh, you just got so many, um, so much against you if that's your only mechanism. <clears throat> so, well, the movement around is is not uncommon. Yeah. It's actually, I like it because if you, yeah. it gives you that relief in some joints that have had massive exposure because that's damage. So it's sharing that inflammation and therefore the potential joint degradation uh, across a spectrum of joints. And therefore, overall, each one can take a little hit and maybe not cause that much damage, right? So 
Um, it's and, and the way that I keep an eye on whether or not it's it's actually just a sharing and not a, 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 an increase is just through the blood tests of CRP and and sed rate. Um, but if you've noticed it coming out of other joints and then sort of repositioning itself into the wrist and out of knees and feet and fingers, then there's a good chance that it's either at the same level or less, especially out of the knees. C-reactive protein is really elevated when knees are impacted just through the sheer volume of joint space that the inflammation occupies. So you can have a whole set of fingers, knuckles inflamed and have less CRP than someone who only has it in the knee. And then then one knee is highly inflamed and that thing could be C-reactive protein of 30, 40, 50. Um, And then the person with uh, the fingers uh, can be just maybe a 10 or 15. So so I would check that and just make sure that that, that that's trending uh, uh, either at the same level or less. And then what, what I find, and I speak a lot from personal experience and the feedback that I get from, from encouraging others to do things and then getting their, you know, their results back, is that repetitions uh, are a reliable way of getting relief through any joint. And that's just movement. So with wrists, what I used to do is just dangle them, stand up, bend over at the waist and just dangle them back and forth hundreds of times, hundreds of times. You can do a hundred reps in under a minute. And so to do a thousand, two thousand in a day is not, un, is not unreasonable. In fact, it's recommended. And so that's like the no brainer. Step one, reps through joints that hurt because there's no resistance and it's just movement, right? We know there's a subtle sign of a subtle anti-inflammatory effect associated with synovial movement and, 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 and uh, compression in the joint. So we do that. Uh, the second thing we want to do is just build strength around, the, around that affected joint through every possible way. And with the wrist, I actually find that not directly trying to work on the wrist works best. And what I mean by that is anything that involves using the arms in a complete and a functional strength activity positively impacts the wrist. So this could be keeping the wrist straight, by the way, for these exercises, um, some shoulder presses or some uh, rowing machine type of exercises. Uh, I like anything, uh, I like those best, anything where there is a dislocation mechanism happening at the joint, where the joints are being pulled apart uh, and your soft tissue holds the joint together, ligaments, tendons. And the reason I like that is because there's no, no, you know, force into the joint on the wrist, and so, um, you're nodding a lot as if you've you've experimented and heard or heard this information before and tried these things. No, no, okay. Well, there's great opportunity. I'm it because I do a reformer Pilates, and that's a lot of like the rowing sort of machine with the pulleys and the, your, mm-hmm. the weight of yourself. And I find when I, I I actually went to Pilates last week and just within the first five minutes left in tears because I, I couldn't. But were you ever, were you ever uh, bent at the wrist as if you were putting your hands down to push yourself up off the floor in a downward dog? or No? It I used all... to be able to do that. No, no, they don't do that. So, um, but what they were doing was pushing off a pole, but it was just the night before confession. 
my kids had fish and chips and I um, had a couple, like a couple of hot chips and I just woke up really inflamed. And it was just, it was great because I was like, okay, that wasn't worth it. That's, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat that foodie. I can't eat that. I, I didn't expect it to. To be so know, instantly. Like yeah. Um, but it did. And anyway, so, yeah, I, I left, I went to my Pilates class and was just too inflamed that day and left. Oh and God. I've noticed that when I don't go, I stiffen up, my wrists get sore if I'm not doing it. So I I think it is helping them, like this sort of exercise that you're saying must yeah. be helping the wrists. It does make sense to me. Well, the overriding position that I take is that it's better to exercise and constantly make mistakes until you find the exercise that works for you than not exercising. And it's better to say, oh, that exercise irritated me, but have the mindset, well, we'll just adjust it by doing this or skip that because, look, there's 46 other machines there at the gym that you can use instead of that one. Something's going to work for you. And if none of those 46 machines at that gym work, then see that kid's play set out there that's free? Go over there and reach up and hold that bar and just hang there for a little bit. If you can't hang there, take a little bit of weight and put a block under your feet and just relax a little bit and hold some weight through your body. And we can all find something that we can do at all levels. So the takeaway for the wrist is keep the, keep the hand straight when you are doing the exercises. Uh, never get into a bent when you're doing the exercises. And if the hand is straight, and most of the time it's pulling away kind of stuff that you're resisting, it's probably the safest point to start. I, I got rid of really problematic wrist pain through physical movement. So, And I think that's key too, because in the first month of your program, I was feeling, you know, I've done really well with the diet. I'm really determined. I stick on it. I'm, I'm very strict with it. But then I wasn't doing the exercise part of it. And that for me was really hard because I haven't exercised for a long time. And, but I started to feel nothing was changing. I wasn't improving anymore. And uh, I can't remember what I listened to. I watched something of yours and it was like, you really got to do this. Oh, it was the building, the house, the pillars, the blocks, the house. And the, the exercise, I was like, okay, B, come on, just book into some classes and start doing it. We don't have Bikram yoga near me. I'd have to travel quite far. There might be hot yoga that's very similar to Bikram. I know you say don't do hot yoga or it's the Bikram routine that's really, really good. Safe. Um, it's I'm, just the Bikram routine is safe. There's no postures safe. that I'm worried about people doing yeah. that yeah. can irritate exactly the wrists. In fact, the wrists are the most sort of dicky, like most problematic in yoga. And so, yeah, that's, I just say, like Bikram, I know the, I know it's safe and that's why it's one of the recommended. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, until I was exercising, I was stagnant. Like I was doing the diet but not so much the exercise. And the more I exercise, the more amazing I feel, I felt, and it's, it's snowball. So, yeah, yeah. really, really got to exercise as well, guys. You can't just do the diet, which is another line. Uh, wonderful. Well, let's, let's transition now into those uh, extra tips here. You mentioned that you do, uh, you get some assistance with a practitioner who works on the back of your 
uh, back of your neck or is it the lower lower cranium? Tell us what that is. Yeah, sure. It's craniosacral work. So a lot of osteos, I don't know if they're, I think they all have to be trained in it. And it's basically, I understand, and, and don't quote me, but they, something to do with the spinal fluid and the pattern that it's in, it's got to be um, flowing properly. And they help get it back into the right flow when it's out. Because when it's out, it can cause all kinds of structural problems. So I've always, uh, I found a great osteo in Melbourne that did craniosacral and I responded really well to it with my arthritis. So when I moved up here, I found an amazing craniosacral guy, Michael, and he really, really calms down my whole system. It's grounding. My inflammation really reduces um, overnight. And I just find that great relief. I don't have to do it that often either. The other thing I've discovered is um, quercetin. How do you say quercetin? Quercetin. Quercetin. So my kinesiologist um, gave me a liposomal quercetin with vitamin D3 and zinc, and it's incredible. It's liquid. It's delicious. And I I noticed that with a combination with the craniosacral, my wrists were, you know, from being about seven or eight on the pain scale, probably seven, down to three overnight. So they're great tips. Um, the Let me just tip- jump in there and yeah. just put some science around that. Yeah. Um, quercetin, which is also sometimes pronounced quercetin by our friends in North America, um, uh, is something that Dr. Michael Clapper recommends to his RA patients and Dr. Michael Clapper is, um, you know, an esteemed uh, uh, doctor, recipient of tremendously high-profile um, plant-based awards in the medical community, and uh, often is on our live calls for our members and and uh, offering uh, services on that front. A beautiful man, lovely human being. Um, he recommends quercetin as one of the very few supplements that he suggests for RA patients, and. Um, there is evidence, published evidence, to suggest that it is um, helpful um, on the uh, gut lining, and one of the right ways that it's helpful is that it reduces oxidative stress, and oxidative stress is the theft of electrons from our own tissues by free radicals, and we all collectively, as a community of people with inflammatory arthritis have a tremendous susceptibility to oxidative stress. So all of us are typically deficient in the key vitamins like vitamin C, uh, vitamin E, which are all both antioxidants, as well as intracellular antioxidants like glutathione and so forth. Well, quercetin is uh, good at uh, uh, reducing the impact of cell death, which consequently happens from uh, the theft of electrons from um, from cells, and uh, and there's a few studies that I was just looking at last night for the coincidentally because I didn't know you were going to mention this, but they're still on my screen at the moment, and uh, and so yeah, I just pulled that up when you mentioned it just moments ago, and yeah, um, so the the studies that there look quercetin, there's a lot of other antioxidants like quercetin. For me, it doesn't stand out as being the only one that we should invest all our time and energy into. For example, cacao, right? The, 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 the precursor for commercial chocolate also has tremendous 
uh, evidence and and love around it regarding its anti-inflammatory, uh, sorry, antioxidant capacity uh, and therefore anti-inflammatory capacity as well. And there are others, even green tea, uh, ginkgo bilbola, and all these other um, um, herbal options. There's tons, right? And so if one of them's working for you, then obviously go for it. Um, but um, I just want people to be aware that, yes, it's got science. Yes, it's working for you. Yes, Dr. Clapper recommends it. Yes, I've taken it in the past. And there are also many, many more. So anything that's an antioxidant, jump on it. Beautiful, important. So thank you for giving me a few moments to put that one into a, a spectrum of our current knowledge. That's all right. Yeah, I can see myself being able to taper off my cortisone thanks to that. Positive wow. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. so um, when you say that your confidence is higher uh, to reduce the rest of the cortisone because of the quercetin supplement, um, how often are you taking it and are you finding diminishing results like uh, you get with pharmaceutical drugs uh, if you take them all the time? Uh, I only just started. You just started. Yeah, I only just started a few days. So I just had a taste screen at night. Yeah, Yeah, fantastic. It's new to me. And my kinesiologist said, you'll need this. It will really help you taper off your cortisone. Well, that's great. That's great. That's great. Well, can you give me an update of that inside our support, inside Room Toad support? Let me know how that's coming along. Because um, we uh, we could... put some further push behind this uh, if it continues to help you get off the drug uh, because people are always looking for extra ways to assist getting off that prednisone and I need more tools in my toolkit to recommend people to. Well, have we missed anything, B, as I heard you refer to yourself earlier, <laughs> B instead of Benita? I, yeah, B is my nickname. Um, I don't know. Well, there's, uh, just from my notes here that I had to talk with that, you did do uh, infrared sauna in the past. You weren't able yes. to, to to relocate the sauna when you moved, but did you find when you were doing the infrared sauna that it was helpful? I it was it was another drug for me. <laughs> I loved my sauna. I called it my hot box. I'd go in every second or third night, so I had a I had a sunlight and far infrared sauna. And I did the research and it was really important to get one that was didn't have the toxic glues inside them as well and make sure that the wood was really high quality um, and where they were constructed was really important as well if they had wood inspectors. and Anyway, so the sunlight and I, I recommend because I had really great results in them. And, um, yeah, they're not, they're not the cheapest by any means, but you get what you pay for. And I would, it would, it heats you through to the bone, like it really, and especially in Melbourne in winter, you'd just feel warm that would sort of stay with you for days. And um, it just really helped me relax and give me my, my um, joint movement back for days. And I'd want, I'd crave to get back into it, you know, within two or three days time. So I, I also always played meditation music in it, so it was also a space for me to um, stop, be calm, centre myself, have meditation. So it was like my little healing box. But, yeah, I absolutely recommend, especially if you're in the cool places, to get, a, if you can, uh, infrared sauna. You can also, um, there's a lot of places that you can go to now um, as like a spa place that have the saunas. So 
and you can buy like a 10 pack or whatever and, and you just go in they give you towels you get out and put your clothes on you don't have a shower but um yeah they're all different but I recommend if you can get yourself into the fine thread sauna because that really does help you on a cellular level, I believe, but really helps um, with with joint reju- rejuvenation as well, cell rejuvenation. So, yeah, uh, I love sauna. Wonderful. And I've got Finnish blood. <laughs> I've got a oh, Finnish background, <laughs> so I, yeah, I grew up with them. Um, your sunlight is, I think, the same as mine. I have a two-seater and... Uh, and I forget the exact brand, but uh, a two-seater, um, and it's brilliant. And Sunlighten, because they know that we mention them from time to time on our podcast, uh, are offering all of the Patterson Program community $200 off for a cabin-style uh, sauna. So if you mention my name or this business's name, uh, when you buy a Sunlighten product, then they'll give you that $200 discount. If they don't, um, then let me know because... Um, um, you know, that's an arrangement that uh, that we've made it. and you sh- should be able to pick that up in Australia, North America, including Canada uh, and anywhere throughout Europe. So mention Patterson Program, get yourself an infrared sauna. Um, uh, we had Sue talk about the benefits and of, inf- of an infrared sauna sunlight and that she was on about two years ago on the podcast. And her she just spoke so highly of it, it was incredible. Um, so, yes, so our community, we like that. Well, this has been tremendous, B. Thank you so much for coming on this episode, even after, even though you've only been on the program for a couple of months, just to share those massive initial wins that you got in the first few days that made your husband cry, that made you bouncing up and down and running around, uh, taking out the garbage, which you haven't done for so long, and just all of these wonderful early wins, and also the strategy that you've shared with us about how you're going to get off the dreaded prednisone and 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 therefore set yourself up for a better and safer future, and uh, and and just inspiring us with uh, with your new journey. So thanks very much. Thank you, thank you, Clint, so much for for putting this together. I, I can imagine it's a lot of work. You do an amazing job. So um, yeah, if you've just just changed a couple of people, wow. But yeah, hopefully. Um, I've given some useful information for other people out there too. Yes, thank you. And the last person we should thank is our mystery sponsor who enabled you to get involved with our, uh, yes. particularly our support group. Uh, yeah. Thank you to her. She's amazing. And uh, she has indicated that potentially she might sponsor some more people in the future, which would just be generosity beyond words. So thanks to her and B. thanks again. And thanks for listening or watching this podcast. We love you. Keep up your healing journey and uh, and happy healing. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.